There are many myths around email marketing, with many suggesting that it's a dead channel for brands to go down to reach their customers. In this week's episode of DigiTalk, I sit down with Matt Justice, who is an account strategist here at CG, to find out why that's not the case. Hi guys, just a quick sub note here. The offices next doors are having some work done, so there may be a little bit of background noise. We're really sorry for that, but it's such a good podcast, we're not gonna re-record it. Matt Justice, hello. Thanks for having me, Simon. Pleasure. So this is, I think, episode seven or eight of, of DigiTalk. And what we've been doing is trying to give, show off our agency knowledge, yep. but also, and kind of more importantly, and, and that's, that, that, that's genuine, is offer something to aspiring and current mar- marketeers, digital marketeers, and we felt that email marketing was something that we do at CG. We don't talk about it a lot. Yeah. And actually, I think that's quite topical about what we're going yeah. to end up covering. But yeah, it's something that, that it's an area that we felt would, uh, you know, listeners of DigiTalk would really, really benefit from. So I think you're the best person to talk about email marketing um so you're an account strategist at cg you've been with us around four months now haven't you yeah we're three and a half four months yeah it was like four years flew off hasn't it yeah (laughs) definitely but your your experience before that was um was email centric right yeah in in in-house so kind of a little bit different to agency but yeah in-house email focused it was um so i was kind of responsible for implementing the strategies um all the segmentation content kind of a, a little bit of everything sort of an all-rounder um in the travels in the travel sector yeah um but yeah it's kind of, kind of did that for a few years and then obviously just kind of wanted to bring what i'd learned there to cg which you you know which you have done and i think you've, you've mentioned a few points there that that really clearly are evident in, in 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 your job i think to an extent it doesn't matter what the what the platform is whether it's an email whether it's a, an, an ad yeah. a, a, a web landing page the, the, the theory is almost the same oh, 100%, yeah. you, you know and and that's why ultimately and you kind of cards on the table that we, we've been sort of given guidance by um our colleagues to help us put the content together for this around email isn't dead now yeah. maybe my ignorance is bliss but i've not heard that phrase before and mm. um, Professionally, I, I don't believe email is yeah. dead. I think that that's something that an um, that a lazy, uninformed marketer would say. Yeah, <clears throat> and I think that I might be wrong here, mate, but I feel that email isn't dead as long as you're emailing the right people with the right content 100 and that's kind of when you boil it down that's exactly what it is it's getting the right content to the right people at the right time that's exactly. all it is it, it's marketing as a you know it, it's we go back to the age-old analogy of a funnel mm. it's apply it to every single different marketing campaign or channel it, it's it's exactly the same and email's no different at all however if you bought some data and sent a shitty um sales lead generator which you know is just goes straight in for the kill doesn't warm them up you're not going to get any roi but you wouldn't get any roi from an ad if you did that 
Exactly. So uh, on, on social media or PPC or at the landing page was stuff. So one of my mentors always told me that for his business and then going back to my, uh, this is going back a long way to when I um, studied, um, I did my marketing studies at uni Email always has the best ROI yeah. out of any form of digital yeah. marketing. and But that, again, is caveated by that's an opted-in subscriber list. Yeah, definitely. It, it's, it, it, it's intent. You know, you've got, like you said, it, it's opted-in. It's people who want to receive your emails. It's not a case of going out scouring a load of email addresses and kind of hitting hope, for want of a better phrase. It's just, you know... That you might as well do an ad. Yeah. Because, yeah. And, and you talked about intent. So for anyone that doesn't know that, there is almost two forms of, of, of digital um, marketing. There's search intent or in, in, intent, and then there's proactive. Yeah. There's going out and getting people. Trying to get intent results from a, a proactive campaign, i.e. spamming data. Yeah is never going to work. So, yes, email's dead in that sense, but I've never seen that work. No, even, yeah. Even way back back when, and clients sometimes go to me, oh, shall I buy some data or email? I'm like, no, don't just don't waste yeah. your time. The money that you're going to spend on the email and buying the data, we could spend on Facebook ads yeah. or LinkedIn ads, depending if it's B2B or B2C, yeah. or maybe, maybe both. And so... So for me, that, and I know we'll go into more detail on some parts of it, but I think that's the bigger picture here. And I think, you know, as we go into this, that's what I want people to think about. Yeah, that, absolutely. That what we're looking to achieve is a quality subscriber um, database that is then hit, like you said, with the right content at the right time. And actually, one of the real benefits of data um, email email marketing yeah. data is the measurement that you can do. Yeah. You can look at open rates. You can look at who clicked on what, who looked at what, yeah. and then measure the conversion rates mm -hmm. on the back yeah. of that. Now, you can do that with ads, although it's got uh, on social and Google, although it's got a little harder on social with the um, iOS yeah. updates. It's funny you should mention that as well, because I know we'll touch on it later on, but iOS are playing a big part in email going forward as well. Well, let's talk about that. We don't have to follow the script. But but yeah, let's, yeah, let's jump in there. Um, so the Worldwide Developer Conference that Apple hosted on Monday, um, essentially the Mail app is now giving users the ability to, pre to prevent them sending back data to the senders. So it's what, what iOS is allowing people to do is... It's, it's giving people kind of the, the tools, it's essentially giving them a dashboard to say, no, I don't want to send the fact that I've opened this email back to the company. So it's, it's giving the user even more power. Um, obviously, it's only in the mail app, but I think it's it's going to mask the IP address. You can't be linked to any other online activity. Essentially, in, you know, like like social, it's an invisible pixel where you can track activity. Mm. It's it's putting a barrier in the way of that. So I think that's definitely one to keep an eye on going forward. You know, we've seen it in social and the impact it's having. Um, but we've also come up with solutions. Exactly. And I, I personally don't think that's unethical to, to track people. I do think, however, it's really good that people are aware of it. Yeah. I don't think it's something for people to be scared of, but people should have a choice. That's yeah. my opinion. Yeah. But there are ways around it. Yeah. There are, 
I don't know, less intrusive tracking tools, we have implemented them. Yeah. And all, all we want as marketeers is to know that where we're spending money works. Mm -hmm. And good marketeers would also stop hitting people up with ads that don't resonate with people. Exactly, yeah. I yeah. like that. Yeah. So I always talk to people about Sky. So a few years ago, Sky were really really smart obviously being you know uh, where they are so they bought um an interface into they their interface they um incorporated iplayer that was the first one now you get netflix disney yeah. plus amazon youtube yeah. in, into the interface at the same time they bought out unlimited um data yeah. um on uh what their 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 Wi-Fi provider, yeah. their internet provider. Obviously, the two coincided because I remember we literally got that, started watching every um, loads more because it was just easy to do. Yeah, and then we hit our data limit and mm -hmm. we were like shit. But then Sky cleverly went da da. Yeah. So, but but what they all said, and this initially wasn't. It, they 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 sent a little black box that sat above your Sky. Um, box it's now integrated into yeah, it yeah. but the other reason they did that is so that the it was a tracking tool so it could track your viewing behavior yeah. so you could then receive tailored ads so i grew up in the analog world yeah. so in my uh, teenage years i would have to watch every advert and i always talk to people that i talked about this video sassoon ads now i don't need video sassoon <laughs> wash and fucking go right <laughs> but i used to see all sorts of ads mm -hmm. and, it, and and ads used to do my head in yeah whereas now i get tailored ads that absolutely resonate with me. Yeah. I like that. Because I'm going to see ads. I'm exactly the same. I don't mind getting ads that are relevant to me. If it's a product I'm interested in or service I'm interested in, that I'm probably nine times out of ten interested in buying anyway or having an, you know getting involved with it anyway. Like I don't mind those ads. They're not intrusive to me. Yeah. But you're exactly right. If if the ads aren't relevant, then I'm like, you're getting spammed. It's not... You know, it, it kind of takes the shine away from ads as a whole. And we need to make sure, as an industry, yeah. I'm talking same, you know, our yeah. industry, that we are still able to do that, yeah. but in a way that people understand. And I think that it's a big PR stunt with Apple. Yeah. Don't for a second think that they actually give a shit about, about, about you. They don't. Let's face it, Apple don't need ads to survive because oh, everybody buys a really expensive iPhone yeah. and all their other products, okay? But Facebook, let's use Facebook as an example. It is part of everyday life. It is free. Yeah. We pay for it by having to sit through the occasional ad. Mm -hmm. Those ads aren't going away. But I would rather see ads that resonate with me yeah, rather than a load of shit. Yeah, absolutely. And the good thing with Facebook is it's got a lot of data on you that sits within Facebook. So we can, and we know that we can, we're still able yeah. now without pixel data um, to, to still perform effectively. But I do think that the people need to remember that and the, the, the ads allow things to not cost. Yeah. Imagine if Facebook suddenly cost us nine ninety nine a month. Yeah. You know, yeah, it would be a pro. It, it, 
you know, it'd be a problem for a lot of, for, for a lot of people, and it doesn't need it doesn't need doesn't need to be. But if we flip that back to email, you know, a, a subscriber yeah. ultimately is the equivalent of somebody that we know wants that content. Yeah, so exactly. I, I worked a lot in professional sport. Um, so you know, last uh, start of the decade, I did um, did a lot, and it's always been my passion. Uh, an email uh, subscriber list for some something like that is perfect, but you can have it for any any business. Yeah. If you subscribe to an email database, you're essentially in interested. Yeah. Now it will be good for a digital marketer to have the analytics to understand what product individuals like, and then they can tailor. We've we've just we've, we've yeah. just covered that. Um, there are analytics around it. Like, let's talk about a couple of solutions. Mm-hmm. So, you can you can literally put a specific promo out. So ultimately, I know this is super basic, and in you know we're talking about years gone. Yeah. That the level of analytics we have today didn't exist that long ago. Yeah. You know, and certainly with social, we it used to be really bloody difficult to actually know. If so, pixels didn't exist. At one point, Facebook ads didn't exist. Yeah. Um, so what we would do is post a, uh, a, a Facebook-specific offer, for example, and then we knew that the number of sales against that was was what we've, we, we've done. There's more, more robust uh, analytics tools. So talk about some of the other analytics tools that we've used for our clients that that is you know to get around the sort of um, Facebook tracker basically. Yeah. So in terms of sort of alleviating the problem that we've had in terms of non-pixel data, we've got um, so two solutions we've used are Plausible and Firebase. Um, okay. So Plausible is essentially an alternative to Google Analytics. Mm-hmm. So we can get we can set up manual UTM tracking links, put that on all of all of our activities, so we can split it up very granular level again. Um, and we can track all that data in, in the dashboard, um, which then we can associate back to different activities we've put on different campaigns. And then alongside that, um, Firebase, essentially it's a, it's a plug-in or add-on or bolt-on, however you want to describe it, um, to the app that we've mm-hmm. got um, for a specific client. Um, and we can track all the data that's coming through from our Facebook ads through Portable into Firebase, and that kind of builds up a, a user profile on the app and who's downloaded it, who's interacted. Great. Um, and then we can do retargeting. Exactly, yeah. Which you can't which you could automate through um, through the Facebook pixel yeah. or the SDK coding and that. Yeah. Um, and we can build custom audiences. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which is part of retargeting. But then you can build uh, lookalike audiences. So you can still do a lot. Yeah. You know, but it's in a it's in a much more less intrusive way. And the big difference let's I know we're here to talk about email, but to talk about Facebook for a second. The yeah. big difference is, is that the Facebook tracker talks both ways. So um, me, I'm comfortable with uh, my um, marketers having that in, in insight into me so I can get those ads. Where it gets a little gnarly, for want of a better expression, is it's two-way. So the tracker will talk to the app and the app will send information about you, which then other marketeers can use. That's where it's getting a little bit. It, it's muddy in the waters, isn't it? Correct. It, it, yeah, it's. Thank you. That's that, that. 
and I actually quite like the fact that that's been stopped. Yeah. I think that's a step too far. As a marketer, we don't need that. No, definitely not. You know, we don't need that because uh, as an agency, we know that um, custom audiences and lookalike audiences and data-driven decisions yeah. drive the best results. We don't need third-party data no, exactly. that people don't know they're giving in order to achieve to achieve that. So, so I, I just think it's good for um, for, for users to understand that because it's you know Facebook don't talk about that when Zuckerberg was booting off in in the Wall Street Journal and whatever yeah. he didn't talk about he didn't talk about that bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so fair play to Apple for doing that. Although I, I stress again. It's just a big PR exercise. It is. It, it's a great PR exercise. Very, that that very adverts, smart. you know, Facebook, uh, Apple takes privacy seriously, like privacy matters. It's yeah. it's all very relevant. It is, it's a great piece, yeah. 100%. And then there's another point here, because I don't think Facebook are innocent, really. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to talk p- political views here, but ultimately there is no way, there is no question that Trump got into power and Brexit happened because some of the stuff we've just talked about was not only implemented very well, but was exploited. Yeah. You know, third-party information um, was <clears throat> was garnered on individuals without them knowing to build profiles then in swing areas of the UK and the US. The profiling happened against those individuals and they were bombarded with spam. Yeah. That can't happen again. No, definitely not. And I think it. Do you know the the public opinion is very much along the same vein as that. Pe- people won't stand for that, and hence why Apple is correct doing what they're doing. But there is a difference between that and a base level of information on an individual yeah. that is protected yeah. and used by that company, so that that individual receives. A, the products for free, yeah. i.e. Facebook, but also receives relevant ads. Yeah. Because I think that's a better user experience. It is, and that, that's all it boils down to. You take everything out of the equation. It's just what is relevant to the user and kind of just loop an email back yes. in. Um, you know, we've got so many different hyper-personalization optimization techniques that we can use. And, you know, it's 2021 now. You can have a such a granular approach kind of how you segment your audience. It doesn't have to be kind of top-line demographics, you know, kind of areas of the UK. Yeah, or, men, women. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that. You can break down them so much more into endless amount of categories. Um, you know, we've got behaviour and intent. Mm. We've got user experience on the website or the email app itself. We've got machine learning. We've got AI technology now that, you know, all these ASPs, the email service providers, can utilise now. And the product itself is such like in the past kind of five years even it's came on so much with like accelerated mobile pages mobile optimization and it just gives overall a much better user experience Mm -hmm. and kind of that is key and that's i think as we move further into 2021 i think that's much more of a, a focus for companies as well just getting getting the optimization right for user experience and making sure that all the content they're receiving is what they want to see. Which links into everything we just talked about for the last 10 minutes. Exactly. And that's what email can do, and that's why it's not dead. Yeah, and, absolutely. you know, if you look through what we've got to talk about, we've actually talked a lot about it. We've talked about email not being dead. There's some interesting stats here that it says that there's, um, 
you know, 102.6 trillion emails are sent every year, and it's estimated that by 2022 that will go up to 126.7 trillion. Yeah. Now, that coincides with digital going through the roof due to the pandemic yeah. and, and consumer behavior moving online, and that ain't going to change. I can tell you that now. Yeah. You know, the, a subscriber received 13 commercial e- e- emails each day. Um, I also think GDPR in the UK has had a big impact on email marketing in a positive way. You yeah. essentially are only getting stuff that you've you've opted into. Yeah, and kind of just touching on that, because obviously being in in the industry at the time it happened, mm. it was it was a bit of a grey area, mm. you know, with sort of like intent. That was the kind of the key phrase at the time. You know, is it sort of is is that like. What is intent? Well, yeah, exactly. What is it? You know, because you, you can have like so many different levels of intent that were seen very differently by different companies. You know, some companies went out and kind of culled more than half a database because they didn't opt in to receive emails. But then other companies said, well, if you're buying from us, that's, that's cast that's as a sign of intent so we can remarket back to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think overall, though, it, you, you're correct on what you're saying. It, it GDPR was... Came, came in to, to help users and it, it, it was meant to be a positive step and it was I think at the time it was seen as a bit, a, a bit of a negative step because people just automatically assumed that they're going to have to get rid of half a database because people saw it as a fuck up yeah and an expense yeah and actually it was an opportunity yeah and because let's not forget if you're sending an email to somebody and they're never opening it Either you're not sending them the right stuff or they're just not the right people for yeah. you. And at the end of the day, that's best practice. Quality over quantity. Exactly. Exactly. So um, yeah. There's I mean, I um I've had them before. We've all we've all had emails before where you get two, three, four emails from the same business every day. And it's too much and it's kind of a it's just a massive dump of emails it's, it's just, just a blank lazy marketing it is, it is. And, and from some big fucking brands as oh well oh yeah 100% which which beggars belief yeah. you, you, I, I always get surprised because you think oh you know like big brands better mark, you know better marketing yeah. it's just not it's just not yeah. always the case definitely not um, and yeah I've, I've had it before where like I've had like I said I've had like three emails from the same business in the same day all very similar emails mm. and it, you know if if you're not interacting with those emails the, the signs are surely there you know like we've, like we've touched on the analytics that you can get there's endless amount of analytics and data you can receive back to the business like if, if i'm not opening that email just stop get, emailing get rid but or it's not just analytics though i would say that that goes one stage further mate that's just just Fucking common sense. Not even oh, best yeah, practice. Yeah, yeah. It's common sense. I'm trying to remember the brand that that did that. Now they, I purchased something. They deemed that intent. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Normally, I'll keep yeah. the emails on. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. But these guys were bombarding, bombarding me. Um, oh, it'll come to me. But you, you know, it's yeah. It's a, it's about achieving. And I think we've talked about quite a lot of best practice here yeah um get it right email marketing can can provide a great roi yeah but you've got to invest in uh the quality best practice that we talked about the right content the right analytics the right 
staff or agency to to deliver it. Yeah, absolutely. The right the, the, the right tracking, you've got to invest in ways to build that database. It is, and it's just setting the foundations in place um, to, to make that happen. You know, you, you get a list of data. Say you've got inherited this list of data, all intent, all customers. Mm. It's just about working your way through it, you know, splitting them up into segmentations, even like using the same, even if you do go out with a blanket email for, mm. a, you know, like a, a sign-up email, like a welcome campaign for a, a user. It can be the same email to kind of the majority of the users because it's a very blanket event that's happening. You know, the, the sign up is the same event all the time. Yeah. But then from that email, using the data, using the analysis that you get, so where did they click on, mm. on the email? Mm. What webs? What site, site, sections of the website were they interested in? Then put that into a workflow automation, put them on the pathway to get them signing up for new products or purchasing from you mm. and it's just about tailoring that experience you know like mm. we've said and it's it's very simple when you kind of just cut out all the nonsense yeah and you and you you set out with the right in in, in intent of what email can achieve yeah. which is intent yeah it's yeah, not exactly. proactive yeah which you're not going to do better than social ads for you yeah. just never yeah, yeah, yeah. you know you know, people will be like, oh, TV already. I don't even think that. I think they even pale into significance. Mm-hmm. And you can see that by the, the way the, where big brands are spending their, their, oh, their, absolutely, their, yeah. their money. So I think we've given some really good insight uh, in this, the, this chat, mate. I've really enjoyed it. I think just, just to wrap it off, anyone that's listened to this, that's thinking about email marketing, what would your top tips be? Um, I think just kind of what we said there, just know, know your audience, you know, mm-hmm. know why, why they signed up, what was it they were interested in, um, set a strategy out, you know, set your, set your stall out early doors, have it in your mind what, what you want to achieve from email marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, Personalise, you know, touch on hyper-personalisation, even if it's just a case of first name, that very little bit of friendly content yeah. that just takes it away from the very salesy side of it. Um, and then you can expand that into dynamic content, you know, changing it up based on behaviors or purchase habits, things like yes. that. Um, and then optimization is probably a big one that I know we haven't quite touched on, but just kind of mobile fo- mobile first focused emails. Um, you know, I think a stat that um, we've got written down here is 40% of online adults will begin online activity on one device, but then finish on another. Yeah. And I think it's just having that consistency of the experience throughout mobile, yeah. desktop, iPad, whatever it is. Um, I think that's probably probably the top top tips I would give. Great set, great set of advice. Look, thank you um, for coming on, mate. Oh yeah, pleasure, really Look, enjoyed it. I have to ask you one question. <laughs> that um, I'm buying lunch, what would your Greg's order be? Okay, so I knew this was coming, so this is the one I've been having the most stress about. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's got to be a corned beef pasty. Okay, strong choice. Very northern, but I'm all for it. And I'd caveat that with a vegan sausage roll. Mm. Controversially, I think they're better than the normal ones. Really? There we go. And a flat white. Good luck. All right, cheers, mate. Thanks, Thanks very me. much. Thank you. Take care. Bye.